0: What a great joy to be together once again, and we welcome you to the family of hope and the family that's filled with faith and love. We are wrapping up a series this weekend called Fear Not. We have been putting our faith over our fears, over our doubts, over our apprehension, and today we come to a powerful statement we find Jesus making in Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus is speaking to Jairus and the people that are surrounding Jairus, his followers, and the crowd. And here's his message. Do not fear. (laughs) That's been the message of the whole series. Do not fear, only believe. He shows there are two states that we could find ourselves in today. We could find ourselves in the state of fear, or we could find ourselves in the state of belief. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we've talked about during this series. If you find yourself in the state of fear, we've been pointing out during this series what fear does to me. Here's some of the things we've looked at. We've looked at the fact that fear keeps us down in a hole, stuck in a rut. Remember when we talked about Gideon, one of the judges of Israel? He didn't start out as a judge. He started out hiding out in a hole in the ground, filled with doubt, filled with fear. Uh, He didn't believe much about himself, and he didn't have much faith in God. And God shows up and speaks to him and says, hey, you are a mighty warrior. Remember that story? Jesus had to speak to him over and over and over again to try to get him on track. Here's the second thing we looked at. Faith contracts or overcomes our fears because fears make me feel like throwing in the towel. Remember Joseph, the foster father of Jesus? He was ready to pack it in with Mary. He was ready to divorce Mary. He was willing to break that relationship. God shows up and says, hey, do not fear. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Fear says, don't do anything. It's always easier to just do nothing. And there's a lot of that going on nowadays. Let's not do this. Let's not do that. Let's not do this. But faith listens to the Spirit of God and faith always takes action. God said, Joseph, you need to take action towards Mary. And thank God that he did. And he became the, just such a beautiful influence in Jesus' life. We looked at Mary and we looked at this truth that fear limits my possibilities. When God spoke to Mary and said, Mary, you are going to give birth to a, the, the Messiah, the Christ. She said, well, how can that be? She was limited. How can that be? I'm just a virgin. God said to her what he says to all of us, that when we view our possibilities as being limited, we need to reach out to God because the Holy Spirit will come upon us. And we need to accept God's power. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we need to believe that all things are possible with God. Fear limits possibilities. Faith expands them. Do you remember with Mary, there was just a beautiful transition, even in the way she spoke. At the beginning of the story, she says, how can this be? But by the end of her overcoming her fears, she just says, let it be. There's a difference. Not questioning, not limiting, how can it be? Let it be to me, even as your word has declared. And then last week, uh, we looked at Psalm 23, verse 4. Fear will keep us in the dark, but we need to pass through that dark place. The valley of the shadow of death, the valley of darkness is literally a transition from one place of blessing, from one pasture to another place of blessing. And we can't get stuck in that dark place. We need to know that God is with us in the dark. He's leading us. He's guiding us. He's taking us through. These were the characters, some of the characters, we looked at. Why? Because God does not give us a spirit of fear. Again, do not fear. That spirit does not come from God. God gives us the spirit of faith, which is power, and it's love, and it's a sound mind. So as we move through this series, just remember these people just like you, human, God had to work on them a lot of times to get them to where they needed to be. And we just don't face our fears one time. They seem to circle back around. But we need to hear the words of Jesus, that he spoke to Jairus and he speaks to us. Do not fear, only believe. So we're going to look at Mark chapter 5. We're going to look at the story of Jairus and his young daughter that needed a miracle. And we're going to ask the question, What should I believe? If I'm not supposed to be filled with fear, if I'm only supposed to believe, what kind of things should I be believing? Well, Jairus is an example, a model, a friend to us that shows us overcoming our fears and being filled with faith. Here's something we learned from Jairus. We need to believe in God's timing over my agenda what I want to happen and when I want to happen. Here's what the scripture says in the story of Mark 5. It says that Jesus crossed again, there's an important word, again, in the boat to the other side. That was the Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is a large body of water. And if you read the whole chapter, you find that Jesus left from Capernaum. That's where uh, Jairus lives and he went to the other side of Galilee. There he met a man who was possessed by evil spirits, and he takes time working with that evil uh, man, and he casts the evil out. The evil spirits go into pigs, and the pigs run off and drown themselves. And then the people of that area say, Jesus, you got to get out of here. So he's now coming back, and it's a big lake. It's a journey. Now, Jairus' daughter is getting sicker and sicker. He's waiting for Jesus to come back. People are saying, is Jesus here today? Did He come back? They're looking out on the Sea of Galilee. Are the boats that Jesus left in, are they coming back? Do we see them on the horizon? Jairus is waiting because his daughter is sick and she needs a miracle. And when Jesus finally arrives, Jairus throws himself at the feet of Jesus. He doesn't care about his pride. He needs a miracle and he cries out and he says, my little daughter is at the point of death. If You ever have a child that is sick and you're a parent or even a grandparent? You would like to take their place. There's nothing like it. And Jairus has just been waiting for Jesus to finally come back to Capernaum and finally be in his town. Jesus spent a lot of time in Capernaum. After he left Nazareth where he grew up, Capernaum really became the center of his world in his early ministry and really most of his ministry. And he says, I need you to come and lay hands on her so she will recover, she will become well. And he says, I need you. And Jesus says, okay. Let's go. But on his way to help Jairus, there's another woman uh, that comes out of the, of the crowd. She's uh, been sick for 12 years, and she touches the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus stops. You can imagine Jairus. He, he's got a need in his house. His daughter is near death. Come and help me. But he stops to help this other woman who reaches through the crowd and just touches the, the edge of Jesus' garment. And Jesus stops. And Jairus, I can just see Jairus. Oh, Jesus, don't stop. Uh, you finally have shown up. Finally, I need you to come to my house. And you've stopped. And he deals with this woman, this woman that was ill for 12 years. Years As long as Jairus' daughter had been alive, this woman had been ill. And uh, he's talking to her and he's dealing with her. And Jairus is like, God, Jesus, could you please pick up the pace? Here's one thing we need to know as we put our faith, especially in these times. We have to trust God's timing and know that he does everything well. This wasn't Jairus' timing. He wanted Jesus to be in Capernaum when his daughter was sick. He was, he was on the other side of Galilee. When he arrived, he wanted him immediately, but he stops to, to deal with this woman. God's timing isn't often our timing. Our agenda would like God to do what we want him to do, when we want him to do. People are like, when's COVID going to be over? I, I don't know. But I do know in the midst of it, we're trusting God. We're putting our faith in God. We're not going to be wringing our hands in fear. We're going to every day get up and say, God, you're with us. You're helping us. We're trusting God's timing over our agenda. The second thing I just want to point out is that Jairus had to trust Christ's power over what other people thought, even thought about him. Uh, It says in the story that Jairus, was one of the rulers of the synagogue, which means he was in the religious leadership of Capernaum. And if you know about Jesus' story, the religious leaders were not great friends of Jesus. Uh, Jairus would hang out with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And if we remember the story, it was the high priest that asked for Jesus to be killed, crucified. So the religious were not a great friend of Jesus. And Jairus had to... Stop worrying about what those people thought and trust God. The proverb says it so beautifully when it says, It is dangerous. It's dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you. But trusting in the Lord, when you trust in the Lord, you are safe. Anyone who leads anything knows that there's a multitude of opinions. And people say, I think this, and I think that. I think the church should be doing this, and I think the church should be doing that. And last week, some people, not coming to me, but talked to some other people and say, why does Scott talk about putting your faith in God, but he encourages people to wear masks? Well, there's always an opinion when you leave. And uh, wearing a mask is really common sense, spiritual common sense to me, because... Uh, The Bible says that faith without love is just a tinkling symbol. So we have great faith. We're not living in fear, but it simply is an action of love. And I said it the first week of this series, and I'm going to say it the last week of this series, and it's been an issue through the whole series. We need to look to the master, get our eyes off the mask, and get our eyes on the master. It simply is an action of love to say, hey, it's no real inconvenience to me, especially if you don't have any problem with breathing, it's not really an issue, put this mask on and just help someone else. But everyone has an opinion. And we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Not what other people think. Keep our eyes on Christ's power. Here's what Jairus did. He believed in healing over sickness. I love that when Jairus came to Jesus, he said, I need you to come to my house I need you to put your hands on Jesus, on my little daughter and she is going to be made well and she is going to live. That's what Jairus believed. I've seen many miraculous healings in my life. Uh, even in my own family, uh, my mother, we had and enjoyed her for decades because of the healing power of Christ in her life. Uh, My dad, my dad had a heart attack in his 50s. Well, he's currently in his 80s. The healing power of God. And in these days, we need to be encouraging people that Jesus is our healer. This chapter that this story is found in, Mark chapter 5, is a healing chapter. Evil spirits, the man with in the tombs, in the Gadarenes, he's healed in the beginning of the chapter. Then the woman with the issue of blood, she's healed. And spoiler, spoiler alert, Jairus' daughter, she is going to be healed as well. We need to be emphasizing God's healing power. I love to get up every morning and say, thank you, God, that you are my healer. Thank you, God, that every cell of my body is healed by the power of God, sustained by the power of God. I pray that over our friends, over our partners, those who are part of the family of hope and the nation of hope. I pray for you that the healing power of God would be a reality. Don't be thinking about sickness all the time. Think about healing all the time. Jairus was thinking about that. We need to put our faith over our doubts, uh, which is interesting because as Jesus came off the boat... And he was asked by Jairus to come and he made his way through the crowd. And that woman comes out and she touches Jesus and Jesus stops and says, who touched me? And Peter says, well, listen, (laughs) master, everybody is touching you. He said, no, this was different. This was an action of faith. Here was a woman who put faith in healing over sickness. And she reached out and she touched the hem of his garment. And then he's still dealing with that woman. And it says, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from Jairus' house. And they brought, they brought a, a bad report. And they said, hey, your, your daughter is dead. The one you wanted Jesus to come, and it took him so long to get over the lake and so long to get here. Now he's stopped to deal with this woman. And your daughter is dead. Why bother with anything else? Why trouble the teacher? It's it's over. It's over. (laughs) They they were filled with the finality of it. And it's to those people. It's to those people. And in that moment of doubt that Jesus speaks these incredible words of faith. Fear not. He says fear not because he can see. Maybe he could see the rising fear in Jairus. Maybe as he looked into Jairus' eyes, he could see, oh, my daughter is dead. He said, oh, Jairus, don't let that fear get a hold of you. Maybe he could see it in his disciples. Hey, disciples, don't let fear get a hold of you. Maybe he can see it in your eyes today. And his message is exactly the same. What he says in Mark chapter 5 rings into your heart. Don't fear. Do not fear. Only believe. I would just encourage you to just declare those words wherever you are. Do not fear. Only believe. Believe, let your faith arise over your fears. Jesus kept on going. He didn't say, okay, that's it, we're going home. He kept on moving towards Jairus' home and he met other doubters. There was very few people of belief in this story and a lot of doubters. As he gets to the home of Jairus, there's a big commotion. There's lots of people out there and Jesus says, why are you making a commotion? Jesus had already given the instruction, hey, don't fear, only believe. (laughs) They must not have got the message because they were filled with commotion. Why, Why are you so filled with commotion? Let me tell you, people of fear are always in commotion. They're always people of high drama. Fear does that. Jesus says, okay, why are you in that state of commotion, that state of fear? The child isn't dead. The child is just sleeping. And when they heard that, what do they do? They laughed at Jesus. Why? Because they were filled with doubts. They were filled with doubt. They weren't filled with faith. They were filled with doubt. And I love this. Jesus put them all outside. Sometimes when you are needing a miracle, you have to have miracle-minded people around you. Jesus is okay. All of you people that were laughing, all of you people that were full of doubt, okay, you need to leave the room. In fact, he only allowed a few people in the room. Not even all of Jesus' disciples were present. It was Peter, James, John. They were probably disciples of belief. They'd seen the miraculous already. Now, This was going to be a big one. He brought Jairus and Jairus' wife, which causes me to really think that Jairus And his wife and maybe even his little daughter were believers in Jesus. Jesus spoke in the synagogue that Jairus was a ruler over. He was known in Capernaum for many miraculous works that he did. I think Jairus had become a believer. He didn't care what the other religious people thought. He had a relationship and wanted a relationship with Jesus. And he comes to this place and Jesus puts them outside. Because doubt can limit the miraculous flowing of God's power. Remember when Jesus was in Nazareth? That was his hometown of Nazareth where he grew up and he didn't do many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. So Jesus calls all of us today. He's calling you. Let your faith Arise over your doubts. It doesn't matter what other people have said. It doesn't matter what the news reports are saying. Stop being filled with fear. Only believe. Believe in the healing power of God. Believe in the timing of God. Believe that God is going to show up at the right time and do the right thing. And He does it in this circumstance. He comes through. And finally, I would just say, here's the the culmination of this story. Stop being filled with fear and believe in life over death. Jesus comes in. Now there's only a few people in the room. He's put all the doubters out. He's created an atmosphere for the miraculous. That's why you've got to be very careful with the conversations you get drawn into. Very careful with uh, the things you're listening to, the sources you're listening to. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of the Lord. So Jesus is now in that room and he says to that Little girl, he takes her by the hand and says, Talitha kuma, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. What was he telling her to do? Get up. The same thing he would say, if you are in a state of fear, Jesus is saying, arise. Move from the state that you are in, stuck like Gideon in a hole in the ground stuck in the place of darkness that the psalmist says we've got to pass through, arise. This is the story of the the Bible. It is God giving life. The opening story of the Bible is God giving life to humanity. And then how humanity rejected that life. They said, I'm going to do my own thing. They separated themselves from the source of life. And though all of us that are listening to this message have breath, And we are alive. The Bible says the story is about life over death. Because anyone, including me, that allows sin to remain in us is separated from the source of life. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the wages of those sins, missing the mark, the wages of those sin is death. But here's the story, but the gift of God, the free gift of God, the magnificent gift of God, the amazing grace of God brings to us eternal life. How? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The story of Mark chapter five is the story of your life, my life, that when we go our own way without God, we're dead. One one verse Paul writes, we're asleep. We're just not tuned into the things of God. And here's what the Holy Spirit is calling us to, to awaken. God is saying the same thing to you that he said to Jairus' daughter, arise. Arise from where you have been to a higher place. Arise in a moment of transformation from being stuck in the dark, asleep in death. Spiritual death, the greatest death. What does it profit a person if they gain the whole world, but they lose their own soul? Here's the story. We put our faith in Christ, and we allow life to overcome death. We allow hope to overcome hopelessness. And my prayer is, as we pray together in this moment, that all of us will make room for Jesus. As we simply say, Jesus, you are my Savior. Jesus, you are my Lord. I repent of my sins. I leave them behind. And Lord, I receive your grace, your love, your mercy, your forgiveness. Jesus, you are my Savior. And Jesus, you are my Lord. If you pray a simple prayer like that, just say amen, so be it. We would love to know if you're saying yes to Jesus. And you can let us know by texting the word yes to our text line. 941 260 1321. That lets us know. We'll send you a free ebook. Uh, we also, there's some platforms you can just put your hand up, say, I'm saying yes to Jesus today. I'm saying yes. We love that. And if you have said yes to Jesus recently and you're close enough, we are baptizing people here at the Church of oh, Socially Safe Baptism. We're doing it in a safe way, but we would like you to start moving forward in your faith. We don't want COVID to slow us down. We don't wanna get stuck. We're not throwing in the towel. We keep asking God, what more can we do during this time? And God's opened up some amazing doors. Thank you for helping us feed so many people. Our our food ministry has gone over like 200% bigger than it used to be. And you're a part of that. So we're not living small, we're living bigger. We're starting new ministries. We're reaching out with the Good News Club. Thank you for just being a part of the ministry of hope. And let's keep walking by faith, not by sight, not by fear, not by apprehension, not by doubt. Walking by faith. God has an amazing life plan for you. And we want to say yes to God. I bless you in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.